Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Thoughts, Feels and Conversation. I am your host, Itumelin Dikobe. And I am Wipilo Wakakekana. Yes, girl. <laughs> and um, we are so excited to have you join us for another episode. Um, and if you have listened to our previous episodes, you'll know that in true TFC fashion, we always start episodes by just sharing what's on our minds and what's on our hearts. And um, yeah, so the last episode we 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 had was on Sabbath delight. Mm-hmm. So so rest has really been on my on my heart and my <laughs> mind uh, for the past few weeks. And just, I've just been thinking about how much I need a holiday. <laughs> and I remember the last conversation we actually said, we made a commitment that we're gonna, we're going to prioritize rest and prioritize Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And we did say that we were going to give feedback. That's true. So my feedback, <laughs> my feedback is that I, I tried. <laughs> What does that mean? I tried my best. Tried and and um, okay, so I rested. I did rest. Um, I wasn't as successful on the delight part of it. I think mm-hmm. the difficulty has been finding things to do at home and or things that like that because we are limited with lockdown restrictions and all of yeah. that. So, um, yeah, but I've been taking long drives by myself. And that's something I used to enjoy a lot before before lockdown. And uh, so I I did that and I've been resting a lot. But I realized that my my body, my mind, my soul, all of me needs a holiday, like needs a vacation. Mm -hmm. I have not been on vacation in a very embarrassing amount of years. (laughs) And so, <laughs> of years, Jesus. Years ago, it's been years. It's been no years. ways. So, what has been on my mind and my heart has just been a vacation, and I'm mm. actually planning two. I'm planning two, and I'm committing to taking two before the end of the year. Oh, two! And, That's a massive uh, step for someone who hasn't been in a number of years. I know. I deserve it. That's deserve good. Two. Well done. <laughs> you know, I'm all about that vacation yeah. life. Okay. You, I believe, <laughs> I believe oh, in the power a of a vacation. Too. Listen, no, I believe in the true. power of a vacation. I'm all about it. So I'm a massive advocate. And I can understand how your body feels because I feel similarly to how you feel. Because I mm. feel that um, with the pandemic and all of that stuff, obviously, like vacationing does look different. You know, firstly, we are yeah. limited, but also there is the reality of, of the virus. Um, And I mean, we don't want to hop on on this virus too much, but there are many factors that you have to consider and things like that. So it is so much harder. So I feel like, I think my body feels like, girl, you haven't done this enough. I feel like I haven't been able to take a solo trip in two years. And anyone who knows me knows that that is absolute torture to my soul. Like, (laughs) I feel like the inability to be on a solo trip. The fact that my last solo trip was at the beginning of 20, was it 2020? I think it was the beginning of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the beginning of, it was January, February, 2020 is the most heartbreaking thing (laughs) like we're almost in the beginning of january 2022 okay 
it's almost two years since no. I've taken a solo trip and that is not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Um, but I, I just you. have not taken a trip. In oh, a very please long take time. a trip. But we, our age group is about to get vaccinated. So Yes, I'm, we're going to wax, vax, and take <laughs> flights. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm I am pumped. planning to activate Hot Girl Summer to the full full effect oh my word <laughs> in its fullness like wait in its, it. yo, by the time by the time we are vexed okay by the time we received our double dose because i'm speaking this in favor over us that we are receiving pfizer by the time mm. we have been double dose vexed oh i like <laughs> yeah look i'm ready to book my my trip for my birthday next year that's just that's that's all i'll say on that um so i'm very very excited but what i have been thinking about um what's been consuming my 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 mind and my heart is the fact that it's almost my birthday yes how many days because i know that you are counting down okay i will tell you how many days hold on hold on hold on on the day of recording or on the day of airing which one do you want? On the day of recording, on the day of recording is exactly 14 days. That I know yeah. off the top of my head. It's exactly 14 days, exactly two weeks until I turn 29. And anybody who knows me um, will know that my birthday, my, my little brother actually said this to me the other day. Can I tell you how disrespectful this child is? Okay. He's not very little because he's going to be 22 as well in a couple of weeks. I think his birthday is in exactly four weeks from now. He said to me on Saturday, our neighbor was one of our neighbors was celebrating their birthday. And then there was like, um, we heard like a saxophone playing happy birthday. There was like a mini band thing that came through. Wow. You know, saxophone, drums, the whole thing. So my brother's like, dude, I was sitting here panicking because I was in my room. So he thought I was still sleeping. So while he was sitting down here, he's panicking, thinking if my sister hears this, she's going to put this on her <laughs> list of demands. <laughs> She's going to put this on her list of demands for her birthday. So now we have to organize her a live band to come and play in this house on her birthday. I'm like, what do you think I am? He's like, like, you think your birthday is Christmas. Those are his exact words, guys. I am not even like, I'm not making it up. He said, I think my birthday is Christmas. And to which I responded, you're correct. I do think my birthday is Christmas because it is my own personal Christmas that I don't have to share with the world. But I don't want a band to come and play in the house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, have you like, have you always felt like this about your birthday? I've always, always, always been like the biggest hype man that I know for my own birthday. Okay, I don't I don't good. even know when <laughs> like I don't know because it hasn't been the case. Like my fact, you know you do that. This hasn't been like my family hasn't been big on birthdays until recently because I decided that we would all catch the hype. You know, I've always yeah. been the hype person. I've always, you know, done something on my birthday. I've always like, you know, made multiple announcements about my birthday. Like, it's always, <laughs> it's always been a thing. But the funny thing is with like, I always get super excited. Like I'm when it becomes like Boma June, July, I'm like, damn, August is on the horizon, you know? And then my body, like I, I process a whole lot of excitement and then the closer and closer it gets. So now it's still two weeks away. So I'm still feeling the excitement next week. This time I tend to get like overwhelmed by the reality of the attention <laughs> that comes with, with, with my birthday, because I hate attention. Like attention makes me like, I don't know what to do. Like I cave. 
Wow. Okay. So closer to the time I become super overwhelmed with the reality of oh shucks, this is what's actually coming. So yeah, but mm. right now I'm still riding the excitement wave. I'm very, very, very pumped. Um Mm-hmm. turning 29 next year turning 30 works packs and taking flights so yeah looking forward to it. that's what's <laughs> on my mind excited to travel once i'm vexed excited to celebrate my birthday in a couple of weeks and yeah excited to be turning 29 like i can't believe that this is our big age but you know it no, is what it, it is. is it is who we are we, we are, are the adults we are the adults. Now. Yeah, we are the people that are chopping veggies at family things. Hey? We really are. Like, we, we really must come are. with our own knives and our own um, aprons. That is. I, I remember we, we had a family thing a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And one of my cousin's children, so one of my nephews, came to me. He's like, Rakadi, can I please have... And I was like, so confused. Rakadi, like, who? who are you talking to? <laughs> Ah. Are you talking to me? <laughs> Do you mean me when you say Rakhadi? Because I mean me because no. <laughs> yeah, that that would be overwhelming. No, it's it's definitely overwhelming, but it is it is what it is. We are you know it 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 is it is who we have become. Okay, by virtue of 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 the years going by. And it's just a mantle that we have to wear with honor. And I know mantle, guys, mantle is not Ito's favorite <laughs> word, but that's, an epi- that's a conversation for another episode, that right? Is a conversation. <laughs> that is very true. We are, we are big on words on this side of the world. We are, we big are on very big on language, yeah. Words are important and they have, the meaning is important. Yes. But, um, Yes, Another yes, thing yes. With, with growing older that I've noticed is that people are always asking me, when am I getting married? Mm, <laughs> when mm, am I having kids? Mm, um, <laughs> and I imagine, honestly, that we're going to get the question so much more next year. You're turning 30. No, when are you getting married? True, true. But <sighs> that's what the conversation is about today. It's about yes. navigating singleness in your late in your late 20s navigating singleness as a christian woman navigating singleness as a black woman and mm. all that a south all african that woman oh lordy lord all that we all that we have to na- navigate so as we discuss this topic of singleness we below let me ask you this mm, how I'm have you ready. experienced <laughs> how have you experienced singleness in your in your late 20s it's funny now when you were mentioning um, that the topic is navigating singleness in our late twenties is that when I was 25, I was so obsessed with the idea of being in my late twenties. Like when I turned 25, I'm like, I was like overemphasizing the fact that this is now, I'm no longer in my early twenties, you know, at 25. Yeah. Looking back four years later, I'm like, what a joke. <laughs> what a joke that four years ago I thought, you know, I was in my late 20s and now I'm borderline 30. And this is no, the real, you yeah. know, I'm not saying 25 is not your late 20s, but anyway. Yeah. How have I navigated singleness in my late 20s? Um, yo, I don't know. Hey, I have, I have been, I'll start by saying I've been single for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to count the years and to, I'm also trying to consider if it's an appropriate no, don't <laughs> piece say of information to share. 
it's been a number of years okay we'll say that we'll leave it at that Itu sensitized me as you guys would have heard <laughs> um it's been a number of years so i have been single for all of my late 20s you know um all of my late 20s being since i was 25 um and i feel like i have navigated it differently in different years um at 25 yeah. i was living in sydney when four years ago is what year again 2017 yeah four years ago I was living in Sydney that was my first year in Sydney and at that stage I I was new to the I was new to to Australia I was new in Bible college um there were many new things right so I was um I was adapting and adjusting to a whole lot of things, but also navigating the reality of the fact that I'm actually turning 25 and feeling like a quarter life crisis, as some would call it. Um, Mm. Like I'm studying again. I've just left my job. I'm living in this new country. You know, all these things are happening. So I feel like at that stage, my singleness was the least of my concern you know, in as much as um, the fact that I was living in a new country gave me, I guess, a new excitement towards the possibility of meeting new people and what that could mean, you know, because sometimes Mm. you're like, I've lived here for a while. I know everybody. I'm familiar. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Maybe, you know, living in a new place will mean I meet um, new people and it opens you up to, you know, a greater pool of people, I guess, in that regard. So that was one thing that occurred to me, like, I'm going to meet new people which means there is a new opportunity to, you know, meet someone. Mm. But it was mm. at that stage, like the least of my concerns, I was going through it. And <laughs> Jolo, to be quite honest, it was not um, high on my list of things. So I just, I, I lived my singleness, you know, as just a normal part of my life. And, and that was okay. Mm. But towards, I think, the, the following year, 2018, I was still in Sydney. Um, and then obviously, guys, as, you know, if anyone who knows anything about Bible colleges is that they call them bridal college as well. So oh, wow. Go to Bible okay. college. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. It's like a little ha ha ha. Bible college is bridal college because people meet people and then they get married within like a couple of months. Um, um. And I remember in, in 2018, I, my housemates and I were all like around about the same age. A lot of people that go to Bible college are quite young, you know, so we felt like the oldies in college because everybody was like 19 and fresh out of high school, all of that. Um, and I lived with people who were the same age as me. And at that stage, none of us were in a relationship, right? And we were all like, oh my gosh, guys, we're turning 26 this year. We're all, you know, single and everyone, all the 19 year olds in college are getting married and all of that. So I think at that stage, I started to feel like, OMG, you know, Um, maybe (laughs) not. I don't even know what maybe, but I just I, I started to think more about like, okay, you are single at this stage in your life and I was also thinking about how um when I was younger can I just tell you guys when I was in varsity and I'm already embarrassed just thinking about it but when I was when I was in I'm thinking about a couple of people that know me from varsity they know that I wanted to get married at 23 I wanted to have my first child at 25 
listen to my plan. I wanted to be married at 23. I wanted to have my first child by 25. And I wanted to be done having kids by 30. Wow. I know. And I, I wanted but to But I think have, that's actually very really common. Kids. I know, but can you imagine me being married at 23, first of all? <laughs> like, where was I living at? Oh, I was living in Bloemfontein at 23. Oh, I moved to Bloom just before 24. I don't remember. Something like that. Whatever year that was. Bloom between, I think it was Bloom. 23. I can't even, like, you know, I've lived <laughs> so much life between 23 and now. And I think, like, I don't know how I would have navigated being married at 23, considering all the life that I have been able to live in my singleness in the past couple of years. Mm. So yeah, at 26, I think it started to sort of occur to me like, girl, you're not getting any younger and you're still single over here. Um, And I think, and then coming back home as well, it was like, okay, so I didn't meet anyone in Sydney. Now I'm back, you know, but I've always been an advocate Mm. of, best life like I always want to live my mm. best life whether or not that's with a person whether or not I'm with my friends whether or not like irrespective of the circumstances I'm a person who will prioritize my best life and I think yeah. my singleness I, I think I've appreciated my singleness or I've been able to rather live my best life so much more as I've grown older in my singleness because first of all when you work and stuff like that you're able to fund yourself you're able to do things for yourself um but also as I've grown older I've been able to discover more about myself so since I think since I came back from Sydney which was like 2018 2019 I've 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 said that I feel so much more like myself now like I I feel like when I look in the mirror I see the real way below you know I feel like I'm able to dress in a way that is true to who I am. I'm able to do things that are true to who I am. So I feel so much more like myself. Um, and I, I, I feel like my singleness at this late, quote unquote, late for some people, um, <laughs> late age has been a blessing in that regard. Um, but I don't want to say too much too soon. So it do tell <laughs> us. <laughs> and I already feel like I have. So you tell <laughs> us about your navigating um, your singleness in your late 20s? So I think similar to you, I also had a plan, married. Okay, but mine was married by 25, start having babies right away. Oh, (laughs) right away. Be done by 30 as well. That was the plan when I was like in varsity. It's crazy. But but now like when people my age tell me they're getting married, I go, why? You're still a kid. (laughs) 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 I think even worse is when people our age are telling us we're having kids. I'm like, you're a kid having a kid. Uh, That stresses me out a lot. But I, I remember that, you know what, we are actually in the age where people are getting married. And mm. um, so, navigate, so navigating my singleness has also changed drastically from when I was 25 to now at 29. Yeah. I think when I was 25, and also I think just the way I view the world, the the way I just, I just, even my theology, you know, has changed so Bro. much. All of life, um, honestly, in the past all of life has more changed. so than the past four yeah. years, but that's a story for another Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. So I think at 25, I I felt ready. At 25, I would have said that mm. I was I was maybe a lady in waiting. <laughs> um, whereas, Cringe, whereas... I want to cry. Thank you for triggering <laughs> me. <laughs> whereas now... Um, 
now I'm just living life. Hey, I'm living life. I'm enjoying life. Mm. And also, um, I think I have de- dethroned this ideal of a new of striving for a nuclear family. Oh. Um, so I've I've now yeah, I think I've placed a, I've placed more value on the community that I'm already in now mm. instead of striving for this ideal nuclear family that <laughs> that I once believed was was the ideal, you know? That's so good. Um, so yeah I'm enjoying I'm enjoying life I'm enjoying my life I'm enjoying um independence and I'm enjoying getting to know myself getting to know my friends my family mm-hmm. um not that none of those things would would be necessary would you know would be impossible without if I had been married but I just mean that yeah. it's yeah it's not I'm not I'm I'm not a lady in waiting. <laughs> I'm not waiting. You're triggering a lot of conversation just by that little statement of a lady. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Dude, this is what feels and conversations. <laughs> it's slightly stressing me out. And um, and I think that for and when I was thinking about what I want to share in this episode, um, I started thinking about things that people say <laughs> that um, that nice. trigger me. That, that trigger me. Are we going there um, already? <laughs> we are. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> the subject. I just want to put a disclaimer and say the subject of relationships, especially as it pertains to the Christian faith, is probably the most triggering thing for me like one of the most triggering things for me so okay, just putting it out there no, no you first do you, no. know this? <laughs> you know this about know me dating doctrines like rub me up oh oh yes the okay, wrong no, tell us way. about that tell us like tell us i don't even know doctrine. that i'm ready to like <laughs> articulate this um <laughs> but dating doctrines rub me up the wrong way um <sighs> guys where, it, where do I start I think okay first of all you triggered me by saying this whole lady in waiting thing right so I think my biggest my biggest maybe biggest is a bit of a soup um a hyperbole but one of my challenges with and I say dating doctrines quote unquote because I don't even think they ought to be doctrines on the subject of dating yeah. um yes. my my challenge with with that and, and I think my challenge with how, so let me, oh, I have to backtrack a lot. I have to get my thoughts in order because wowzers, you know, I, I'm even moving my body. Like I need to ease <laughs> into this one so that I don't go rogue. But mm-hmm. um, I think a big part of how I have viewed relationships now is, mm-hmm. has been informed by my faith. Let me start there. Absolutely. Let me say yeah. that I've grown up in the church, right? I was the girl, and I've mentioned this, I think, on previous episodes, that didn't have an option on a Sunday morning, okay? Because my mother was going to wake me up, and church was the option, okay? There was no way out of it. So that that is sort of like a big part of my upbringing, is, 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 is my faith. And so mm-hmm. growing up Christian... Um, a big influence of, 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 of um, how I process things, my worldview, um, my beliefs and stuff like that were established in the church, right? Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about the Black church, um, you know that dating is like taboo, 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 okay? <laughs> like, also, I think this is perhaps not something that is um, 
unique to 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 black church but i think also black households like black families can mm-hmm. be like that like you can't talk to your parents about dating because you don't date until you know what i mean like yeah. that's that you know what i mean you don't do that thing so i think that was my reality and the reality of my faith was was another thing that contributed to to my my um how i felt about dating and all of that stuff you know how i viewed it um so and if you know me from when i was younger i was like look um i think i i was one of those by the book christians né? Um, and I don't know that I would describe myself that way now, but God is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, so I was one of those like, and I've, I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode as well, that I, I was like a rule keeping kid. Okay. I'm that kid mm-hmm. like where other kids were finding opportunities to rebel. I, I didn't have that bone inside of me. Okay. I was, I'm going to do everything right. So I didn't want to disturb the system. I didn't want to disturb my parents. I didn't want to bring friction. Okay. I wanted yeah. to have a smooth uh, life and a childhood as possible. And that meant following all the rules. So when the church um, was saying that you don't date and da, 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 then I was that child who wasn't dating and da, 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 right. Um, and mm-hmm. so, but I also feel like there's a, there's, there's a certain, now as I look back, obviously in retrospect, because in those moments I didn't, I wasn't able to see this and articulate it in the way that I can now, is I feel like there's a certain demonizing of, of, mm. of, 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 of dating and relationships by the church. I think in order to protect young children from making decisions that will potentially end up with them having like kids at a young age, et cetera, there has mm. been like a demonizing of, of, of dating and relationships and stuff like that. Um, and to the same, I think to the point where, where the church has said, okay, no, but people don't date, they court, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. as if putting another name on it again, guys, this is me. Okay. I'm not saying courting is incorrect. If you have a different um, understanding perspective, I'm so okay with that. I'm, I'm okay to, to, to differ on, on our perspectives on things, but I feel like I, how I've interpreted it is that we've put a different name on it and we've hoped that this name will sanctify it, you know? Now oh, wow. you are you are you are courting, so you know it is blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Those who are dating, they are worldly. You know, <laughs> I feel like that has been the perspective. So I have also been conservative, I think, in my approach of of the people that I date and things like that. For a very long time, it was important to me that the people that I date um, are from the church that I go to. Like it wasn't enough for me that they were in the faith, meh, but it was okay. they must be in my church. I know, like who what. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we grow you know it's okay I don't even yeah. judge that because it is whatever so mm. those things all contributed to my view of dating my how I dated how I engage with dating and I think if I'm entirely honest there are still um, mentalities and thought patterns and and things in me that I have to intentionally to this day um, sort of work against because I feel like it was so deeply ingrained in me um, I don't even feel like I'm answering the original question, but why dating doctrines and stuff? So I feel like there are so many things that we have made doctrine in the sphere of dating mm-hmm. that the Bible hasn't declared doctrine, right? Which is very yeah. common. I feel like there are multiple dogmas around the area of dating um, about how, um, I'll just be honest, right? On Saturday, I saw something on Instagram where someone put up a post saying, um, if, if your boyfriend doesn't lead you spiritually, then he won't do so as a fiance and he certainly won't do so as a husband. Wow. 
Thank you. And if you know me, which you do, you know that that sets a fire inside of my soul. Because first of all, where are you being led to? Number one, right? <laughs> Second of all, why is it always somebody else's responsibility to cultivate the spirituality on your behalf? Like I've made up my mind that I love Jesus and I want mm. to pursue him. Now, all of a sudden, this gent must come into my life and he must lead me spiritually. Like he must lead mm. me in a decision that I have made for myself. Like I'm not even going to speak about marriage because I don't know. I wasn't there. You're but there. like, yeah. Now he must come into my life, this boyfriend, with his own things and his own walk and his own, you know, and now he must lead me spiritually. Mm. I don't understand. Like I, and, and I feel like there are such notions that are perpetuated by the Christian faith. You know what I mean? Like he must be um, spiritually more mature than you, right? Because somehow we can quantify spirituality. <laughs> you know, somehow we can quantify who's, who's spiritual, who's, you know, higher spiritually than the other person. Mm -hmm. So now mm -hmm. there's this whole general standard that he must be of a higher level and then you, so that you can easily submit to him, you know? And I'm like, all of these things just drive me mad. Okay. Like, first of all, you know, he must be higher. So you are able to submit. Who said, I want to submit to my boyfriend. Second of like a whole other thing about submission is I can't understand, guys, I, I, I said I won't go rogue, so I'm going to limit myself. <laughs> I can't understand. I really, I can't understand how of everything that Apostle Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, and I'm particularly passionate about this after having done this Ephesians module in, in, in my studies recently, of everything that he says, the one of the biggest takeaways is uh, submit unto one another wives must submit to your husbands I don't understand why submission is uh, like a, a common word among Christians I don't understand why mm. when you're talking about wanting to get into a relationship or thinking you know what I mean oh are you ready to submit like why is mm. that a thing like why is submission so like priority why is it put on such a platter you know why is it like yeah it's a keyword it's a thing you know are you ready to submit I think I don't understand I think that that's that that's actually the da the danger of having um, dating doctrine, is that you take scripture and you emphasize something mm. that is in that is written in context of a whole. You know, like that submission thing is written to the to the church in Ephesus, and it's it's part of a whole context. You know, Thank you. It, it's not taken. And now I think we've taken it. We've taken that one verse that is part of a chapter that is part of a book um, and, and place so, so much emphasis on that. On submission. And, and we've, we've uh, created a doctrine now, like we've created this yeah. doctrine that um, marriages are dependent on submission. Marriages are da, 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 without considering, and I won't even go into Ephesians because that's a trigger for me, it's too soon. But there are so many things that Paul speaks about when he, when he addresses how to live in the new life. And the mm. marriage, he addresses marriage as well, but this is one little thing. You know, he tells them also to put off the old man and to put on the new man, you know, to not walk, no longer walk in darkness. And, and, and this whole instruction to submit as, 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 as you would unto Christ is one of those things of living your new life. It's not this whole massive, this is a doctrine on marriage. He doesn't give a marriage teaching. He's giving yes. a teaching on how to live yes. as a Christian. 
it's not a marriage wow. sermon it's mm. this is your mm. new life this is what your new life mandates you know he's talking in chapters one to three about the doctrine you know this is you are now unified with christ he addresses all the doctrinal elements and then from chapters four to six he he says because of that because of you because you've been brought to god through christ you know because of all these doctrinal elements this is how you must live you know i don't hear mm. people saying that um <laughs> that the relationship between slaves and masters ought to be dignifying unto god you know but i hear people emphasizing and overemphasizing to a detriment okay this whole notion of of submission and i'm not me saying this is not that i don't think there is that i don't i don't not think there's a place for submission in a in a mm. marriage relationship i just think there is no place for this overemphasization of of submission in our society because i also think that it furthers um patriarchy but that's a story for yes. another day so <laughs> That's me and these dating doctrines. I feel like they they tend to be more harmful. I think we are. I also think, you know, and I'm, I said, guys, can I just be honest? After the last episode, I said to Idu, I spoke so much. <laughs> I spoke so, so much that I'm going to not do that this episode. And here I am. This is true <laughs> confessions. But you triggered me, Idu. You said lady in waiting. That's another. Oh, I'm not going to actually. No, I'm not going to do this. Idu, you go. <laughs> There are too many variables that set me off. Lady in wait. Oh, you go. Tell us. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. I'm getting okay. So some of my some of my triggers. Um, I love your passion, by the way. I love it. And I'm, um, I'm containing it because we're here all day. <laughs> um. So some of my my triggers are the term steward your singleness. Oh. Um, and and that goes. Um, hand in hand with the whole lady in waiting. Until you are you are married, you are waiting, you know, and I, I think that it it creates this this myth that singleness is a season or that thing that or this assumption that everybody um will get married or everybody mm. wants to get married. Like we place we place this, yeah, it, it seems like we've made marriage an end goal. You know, um, that until you have reached that, you that goal, you are everything that you do is to to strive to achieve it or to wait until you achieve it. I remember someone telling me <laughs> um, it, it was a, I was at a connect group and someone were, we were discussing singleness. And someone, someone said to me that um, this is the perfect time for you to make sure that you are ready for your spouse. What? You know, this is the time that that you you spend time with Jesus. Make sure that you are devote, devoting your time to Jesus, and so that when your spouse finds you, <laughs> they find you ready. And now, and I remember asking, like, what do you even mean? And by the way, ready for what? When this is a temp, when people say ridiculous things to you, just ask them what they mean. Because usually they don't even know what they mean. Because I ask, I'm like, what do you mean? And you do this kind of way. You're very patient. Explain to me what, what you mean by that. And and I realized that now to this person, um the way they looked at me, uh, they looked at me as someone who's waiting to achieve something mm-hmm. sort of like and, an incomplete person until exactly, you're with your mate yes. until you are until you are married or with your mate and um so that also and I, so I what I, I I would prefer is that everybody like everybody needs to steward their life you Thank know because so, it's it's 
whether I'm married or not, <laughs> it, it says very little about me as a person mm. because Itumeleng doesn't change when I get married. You know, mm. I still have to steward my life, steward what I, my passions and what I believe I'm called to do. And mm. so it's, so that, that's a trigger for me. The steward your singleness is, is a, is a trigger. Tell and us about the waiting trigger. The, the, waiting. Lady in waiting, uh, oh my goodness gracious. Lady in waiting. I don't think that's, that's a trigger anymore because I've decided that it's not a trigger. <laughs> I've decided that, um, yeah, that this is not, it's not going to be me. What am I waiting for? And what does waiting look like, you know? That's the thing. And also there's so many doctrines on what waiting does look like. People have created doctrines on People what People have written like. amounts of books and I have read them, if I'm honest. I've read, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I've read the other year, it was in my last year, in 2018, I read a book saying, um, I think it's called Not Yet Married. Oh, wow. By, I forgot who the author is, but it's a Christian, it's a faith-based book. Um, on, on not yet married and I didn't actually remember what my thoughts were on the book but I remember I read that I, I don't think I've, I've read any I think I've, the only book I read was Captivating I can't remember oh, okay. what that was but I don't even think Captivating but I don't yeah I don't think it's about dating no no I don't think so but that's the the closest thing I can think of. yeah the closest mm. but um, yeah so I think for, there was a time where I decided that the, the whole notion of waiting is not for me. So I, it's not, it's not even a, a trigger it's anymore. It's not a trigger anymore. I get that. Yeah. yeah. But you, when you mentioned lady in waiting, it took me back. It to when... definitely <laughs> triggered you. It took me all the way back to think, oh my gosh. Like it also made me realize like I've, I've come a long way. Um, <laughs> because wow. I, yeah. Look, look, there are many triggers. I think dating doctrines are not helpful. I think, I yes. also think, I think in the greater scheme of life, in the greater scheme of our faith, I think, again, this is probably one of my passions in life. People are hungry. People are navigating real difference, like real challenges in life, I think. And I'm not saying relational challenges are not real, but I think that there is an overemphasis on mm. how people date as opposed to mm. how are we going to eradicate poverty? Honestly, yeah. that's just me. I'm like, on the scheme of like, on my, on, in my order of values, I'm like, there can be this. That's why also like dating sermons, dating series, dating this and that like, Oh, I do not like them. It's not me. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's no place for them in the faith. I know there are people who particularly yeah. feel that they are called to, you know, to this area of life. And Jesus is Lord. People are called into different things. It is not my thing. Yeah. So when people, if like, <laughs> if you've ever suggested that I watch a dating sermon or a dating series, I probably haven't done so. But I probably <laughs> told you that I wouldn't have done so. Because I, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like, I just, I just, I, you know, and I think mm. another thing that sort of sets me off now, this is becoming a dating in the faith episode, as opposed to how I'm navigating my own life. <laughs> but another thing that I feel like it's too, like how people date and things like that. I feel like it is too specific to generalize about, you know, mm. it, it cannot be a one size fits all approach. You know, I think we've seen in recent mm. years, um, there are these um, Christian 
I think ministers, for lack of a better word, that have become popular on social media, they've shared the way that they've dated and things like that. And then now everybody wants to date the way that they have, you know, <laughs> yeah. people aren't, you know, people aren't engaging in certain things in their relationships, like they're not kissing, they're not touching, they're not holding hands, they're not doing all these mm-hmm. things. Um, and then everybody now wants to follow in that particular um, pattern mm-hmm. because these people have done so then it must be correct you know and I think I think what maybe what irritates me about this whole mimic culture firstly is that the Bible says to imitate God right so yeah. it, it doesn't say to to mimic one another you know it says to imitate God but secondly I think because I think that requires a whole lot of understanding, you know, in order for you to imitate God, it doesn't mean to mimic your neighbor, to mimic your authority figure on the subject, but it is to actually Mm -hmm. cultivate an understanding on what God's heart is towards what it, like this area of your life to seek the Holy spirit, right. For divine guidance and to make those decisions based on understanding and the guidance of the Lord. So not on, Mm -hmm. on, on the basis of, Oh, this worked for you. So I'm going to do it you know so Mm, I think that's that's some of the stuff that puts me off particularly with regards to this dating doctrine and I also feel like there there is somewhat an abuse of authority as well in in certain Christian spaces where people want to dictate to people who you date how to date what to do um, Mm. as if they because they're married they are an authority on the on the subject I don't think marriage makes anyone an authority on the subject of dating (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah because you're not dating you know you did but you're not <laughs> and so the fact that you're married doesn't mean you've ticked all the right dating boxes um and so marriage is a reward for having dated correctly i don't think it's one plus Ooh, one equals good. two yeah you know so yeah. for the fact that and i think but i think that um an aspect of purity culture promotes that oh listen that, about purity that, culture i'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> i'm less just gonna cry <laughs> Uh, yeah. that, um, that in order to get marriage one plus one plus one must equal two you yes know? you must date in a certain way so a, you can be rewarded where, with marriage and and also within that marriage that there's certain rewards within the marriage oh, because of, exactly of the way you dated and <laughs> help us jesus <laughs> honestly help me holy ghost i have no patience for any of this stuff oh it's so hard and the more we talk about this the more i realize like this is like a major pet peeve (laughs) it is and you know and it's i think it's so much more than a pet peeve because it 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 creates it's actually so dangerous you know it Mm, it, absolutely um, yeah it's it's tough i think (laughs) it's I think again, you know what it is, right? And I think I heard Ezekiel Azonu say this. I think Ezekiel in one of his lives or whatever has mentioned how, or someone, he was interviewing someone and this person said this. They said how the Bible um, prescribes marriage, right? Mm. Jesus says, this is, this is getting to a marital covenant. And so dating is the man-made thing that we have created to get to the point where we are able to marry right so we in Mm -hmm. figuring out okay we're going to get married to these people we have um and it's not even like a man-made thing from day zero but it's something that has developed as as you know humanity has developed and grown Mm -hmm. um we've established this dating culture so as to be able to attain the godly 
I'll say standard quote unquote, because not everyone's necessarily going to get married, but to get to the mm. God idea of marriage, you know, dating mm. is something that we have established. And so considering that, um, I think it is harmful to, to read things into the text that the text doesn't say. You know, mm. I think it's harmful to take our 21st century perspective on dating, considering things like TikTok, the thirst culture, all these things <laughs> that are common to us that have not been common throughout the ages, to take this mentality, to read that into the scriptures, and by that, then just like mandate how people should be dating. You know, I think mm. like the Bible is very clear. It says, I think Ephesians 5 verse 9, that... Um, that the fruit of light is righteousness, holiness, and I forget the third one, I don't know, truth, righteousness, holiness, and truth, mm. right? And, and the decisions that we make in our life in any sphere, whether it's dating, whether it's you know work, whether it's justice, whatever sphere of life, when we consider that um, our faith in, in, in those things, we should be thinking about those things through the lens of righteousness, truth, and holiness, mm. right? And, and, and those things are clearly defined, guys. Like the Bible clearly defines righteousness, <laughs> holiness, and truth. And so now when we're trying to mandate how people must date, when the Bible just tells us to live righteous, holy, and true, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand because then we make people promises as if those promises are made by God. You know, if you date this specific way, mm. this is going to be the fruit of you dating this way. This is what you're going to ach- uh, receive when you're in marriage. And then when people get married, they don't achieve or receive those things. Then it's like, okay, but who lied kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's a whole topic yeah. for another day. Um, this is some <laughs> of the- <laughs> I know after speaking about it for like a hundred hours. <laughs> that's a topic for another day but I just I I think another thing that that we can talk about doing this episode is how we're navigating singleness and our faith and I'm gonna throw that one right to you because <laughs> and my faith yes um I don't think I don't think I, I I've needed to navigate singleness and my faith I think that okay maybe I should ask for clarity what do you mean I think with regards, you know how we've just mentioned that there are maybe some harmful beliefs that we have held to as a result of our faith previously. Mm -hmm. And then we've gotten to a point where we realize like, perhaps mm, this is not, (laughs) this doesn't make sense. How do you, how do you view your singleness now? And not even view, but what are some things that your faith, what are some, values that you have to towards dating i don't know if that makes sense um mm-hmm. that are inspired or influenced by your faith does that make sense just repeat that what are some values or some things that i value yeah with regards to dating specifically dating, dating singleness whatever this whole area of your love life um, that <laughs> yeah. are informed by your faith Okay, I think um, I did mention how the the dethroning of the of the nuclear family mm-hmm. that has been informed by a change in my faith. Yeah. Um. Before, like, yeah, a few years ago, I I would say that, um, you know, I almost idolized the idea of a nuclear family. Mm, and, real and, talk. And, and 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 I think that we also see it in when people or a married couple gets pregnant, they say they're starting a family as if they weren't a family. 
before they wow. had the child. So I'm, I've had to um, redefine what I see as family and, and community and, and also um, intimacy and, and connection as well. Mm. In, in being um, a single woman, I, you know, this is actually a conversation that I had with a friend within this week, actually, that um, as a single woman, am I missing intimacy? you know mm. and not not just sexual intimacy but like intimacy in in connection yeah and I realized that that I'm not because I because I value the community that I'm in that and that of. is beautiful that I'm part of yes and that has been informed by my faith and the change in my faith mm. in that um in that the you know the people that I that are around me. I, I I often say that that when God gave me friends, gave me family, He really said only the best for you. Listen, and I'm child. <laughs> God said, handpicked only, yeah, only the best, only the best. Couldn't ask and, for and I'm grateful. Mm, you know, I'm grateful, too. and I'm grateful for. Um, I'm also my 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 idea of parenting has has changed. That wow. my. My family, you know, I have family members who have kids. I have my best friends have kids, mm. and and I feel that I uh, that the whole idea of it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, it, it means so much more to me now that my people have kids. Yeah, and wow. whether I whether I have a kid or not, or like a biological child or not, I feel that I I get to help. Um, steward this life that is in my life mm. because of the community that I'm part of. That's exceptional. I don't know if that's that's answering your question. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Um, that's yeah. Really and also, um, also seeing myself as as whole, you know, yeah. um, as not 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 lacking anything because I am not married, mm-hmm. and the and that's actually I've needed to to make a shift that. I can give a very practical example mm. in that um, uh, I was I had planned a baby shower for a friend of mine, and you know at a baby shower you sit and you open gifts, um, the gifts and everyone celebrates and we all like we all happy and you know you guess who the gift is from and so forth. Mm. Uh, and I remember afterwards I was like oh my gosh I want to have a baby shower but for myself (laughs) and I was like that was so much fun I want to have a baby shower for myself and then someone was like so you just want a a party party. yeah yeah you just want a party and I was like yes actually I do I just want a party and that has has made me realize that I don't celebrate the small things in Mm. my that happen in my life are you even my friends I I hope this rubs off because you know how I I was like not even not even just birthdays you know I feel like we celebrate birthdays but um we celebrate birthdays we celebrate baby showers we celebrate bridal showers we celebrate weddings but I'm like if I don't have any of those things will I not set I wasn't celebrating you know yeah so I'm like there's, there's so much that there's so much that I've accomplished in my life. There's so much exactly. that I'm doing in my life that I'm not placing the same value in terms of celebration mm. that I would for something that is is relational, like a baby shower or That's a wedding. Beautiful. Or, I think so even now, outside of your accomplishments, like y- your life, like <laughs> yeah. your breath, your breath <laughs> in your lungs. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's so much. Exactly. 
to celebrate and, and things like um you know things like like graduation promotions or um getting over a sickness and illness or you mm, know just mm-hmm. things like like simple things like that so i think um that that has been informed by my by my faith in terms of honoring my my humanity I say this mm-hmm. all the time when like, I got honor <laughs> I, I, I honor my humanity I really try to honor my humanity in the best way that mm. I know how to and celebrating celebrating myself mm. is is a way that I get to that I get to honor that and celebrating and like even for for reasons that don't seem significant that may not seem significant I, I get to I get to celebrate. It's me talking to, okay? And you know that I have like a weekly reward system. It may not be a party, but like by virtue of surviving a week, I'm like, you better put some respect on yourself. (laughs) I totally understand that. But while you were talking, I I thought there was something else that you triggered in my mind, which is a follow-up question, is is um how you you're mentioning that you've gotten to this point where you your idea of a nuclear family has changed you know what I mean like how you view things is different so you feel like you're a part of a family you're part of a healthy community how do you navigate then that with perhaps the desire of a companionship in the form of a mate um how do the two exist in your space if they do I don't know if they do, <laughs> or okay. I don't know if they continuously exist. I yeah. think that you know there are moments, um, there are moments where you you long for deep connections, especially okay with me. I love research and I love learning new things and mm-hmm. I love sharing. I love sharing the things that I I learn Discovery. with people and 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 sometimes I think oh my word, it would be nice to share something like this with a spouse, you know, mm-hmm. but. I have, but I have friends. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, and my friends are very, uh, are very grace, graceful towards me in that they they entertain all this new information that I always bring to them and new discoveries mm-hmm. and new thoughts that I have. Um, they always receive it with so much grace and and also I think um, having to to. <sighs> maybe redefine my role in people's lives I don't know if that that is actually what I really want to say but for example with a lot of my friends getting married um there there was a point where I realized that I I was stepping back in order to give them you know space as a as a new family if, Mm. if that makes sense yeah um and and I I had a, a conversation with a friend of mine who was newly married at that time and um saying that she's noticing this drift and and it wasn't even something that I had considered and intentionally did Mm. but um but I had stepped away but but now that I'm conscious of it I I'm I'm very conscious to not let that happen yeah but rather um yeah almost like I don't know I don't know how to I understand that I, I, yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean is that your place in their lives doesn't necessarily change because that they've, they've gotten into a union you know but yeah. also the fact that they've gotten into this covenant union doesn't mean that they don't need things like friends like this is not the only yeah. relationship that their lives are dependent yeah. on it's yeah. important that you you understand that yeah. so you can continue to show up for this person in the same way that you have 
true. So I think that I don't necessarily um, have like a deep desire for mm-hmm. um, for what did you what was your question? Yeah, yeah, for companionship. Yeah, for companionship. Yes, a... I don't have this. Yeah, yes. So because I have it in in various other forms that mm-hmm. that for. And then me. how do you not then how like how does how do you not become closed off to the potential of something like that? I don't know if I'm not closed off. You know, I don't know if I'm not closed off. Because you know <laughs> something no that um, <laughs> we're getting somewhere, people. Um, <laughs> um, something that I've realized about myself, um, and I, I, I won't attribute this to Christianity. Sometimes I feel like shame. I give Christianity <laughs> a hard time um, for making me the person that I am. But it's actually, it's not all doom and gloom. I promise. I believe in Jesus Christ. I love him more than anything. But um, how I have been previously, I've, I've had this whole, and I think this was definitely more a me identity thing. Like I'm a strong mm. woman. Da, 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 da. So I've worn my singleness with so much pride um, mm. to the point where I, like admitting my desire for for a relationship felt like weakness or felt like oh, um yeah. felt like a sh- like shame towards my singleness do you know what i mean so i i yeah. felt like i owed it to myself to always be like yeah who needs a man kind of thing you know <laughs> um and i think so that's definitely a part of myself that i'm still a part of my thought process i guess that i'm still navigating that i can be content and still desire you know and that the desire is not a lack of contentment it it, it just mm. creates an opportunity for me to remain open to this right because yeah. with this whole who needs a man thing um what would also happen inside my mind is that I would I would be completely closed off because who needs a man so mm. it wasn't just something that I would I would say or whatever but it, it's something that I would intentionally embody. So I was not giving potential to it. Like, not, no. <laughs> Nicholas, stop nonsense, basically. <laughs> I think like there was no coming around this situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm currently navigating. Mm. Um, and because, yeah, I don't know if I'm fully open. I, I don't know if I could say that. Yeah. But, be, and, and, it's gotten worse the older I've gotten because the more, the more um, content I am. And as you said, like being content doesn't mean that you, you aren't open, you know? So uh, the more content I'm getting, the less open I'm becoming. So I think Mm. I need to be, I need to be more intentional about remaining open. (laughs) I think I was. Like, you know what? I love life. I love you love life as it is right now I know that (laughs) I think I was like that up until I don't know up until when but let me say recently um I was like like you know the way that the life is right now this exact this Mm -hmm. is it you know (laughs) especially when I started to feel like myself you know when I felt like oh man you know um and, and like you've mentioned I feel like I have a great community like I I feel like my relationships are like, oh my gosh, you know? So I feel like I, I, I am like very stimulated by the community that I'm a part of. I feel like I'm well taken care of. Um, and so that contentment did create in me a, 
mm, no, you know, <laughs> did result in me being closed off. But I think recently this contentment and also feeling so much more like myself, I think as well by virtue of, 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 of doing a job that I love, I'm doing studies that I'm very passionate about. As I get more and more into my sweet spot, I'm like, mm. man, I would love to share this with somebody, you know? Okay. And I know I can share this with my friends. I mean, I do. I'm, yeah. I don't know if it's something I should be sorry for. I, I do. I share it with anyone yeah. who, who has ears to hear. Okay. That's just mm. the passion that just takes over. So I do that, but I, I now I'm at the point where I feel like, oh man, like this would be, I feel like this would be an amazing life to build alongside somebody, you know, like a partner. Mm. So that mm. is, those are, that is the reality that I'm currently navigating. And, and, and something else that you and I also speak about a lot is, okay, so now you are where I'm at, you know, you feel the way that you do. It's like, what the heck? How do you date? <laughs> like, where the hell do you start? Like, Especially in a panoramic, like, where, where do you go? Look, panoramic is one, is one aspect, <laughs> but also how long we've been single is a, probably another and much bigger aspect is because the scene has changed now I'm a grown 29 year old you know who is navigating the reality of oh man I would love to to do this with somebody and then I must like open myself up to the reality of the dating streets yeah online dating sometimes I don't know guys (laughs) let me be real with you sometimes I really don't know sometimes I think sometimes I am the fact that I'm content in my singleness makes it that much harder to take a risk in this regard. Yes. I'm yes. like, and like, you know what? I don't hate this that much. <laughs> <laughs> and that is perhaps why I haven't taken a risk in the area of, of, of relationships because I'm like, and I'm very risk averse. We know this about me. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not the girl who is going to lay it all down for a relationship. <laughs> So, so what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> that is the reality of it all is I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I think as well, um, with reference to what we spoke about being a lady in waiting, um, I think as I've grown up, I've recognized how that sort of doctrine, I'm not saying don't take your time in between things. I'm all about taking your time in between things, particularly because I enjoy my own company so much. But I feel Mm. like the notion of being a lady in waiting has perpetuated this belief that um, girls must be found. So it, 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 it also perpetuates this notion of being a damsel in distress that someone must come and find you. And then people place their value in whether or not they're being found. And I think that's why this thing is such a pet peeve for me is that you start Mm. to place value on the fact that everybody else is being found, but one is no one finding me, you know? Whereas in all other aspects of life, we say to people, um, go for what you want, you know? Um, Mm. Be ambitious, go for your goals, set goals, do this, do that, live your life. But then when it comes to relationships, um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So you must be found. Now you must go and sit there, you know? Um, and, and I'm like, I don't know that, I, I don't know that that's helpful. I'm not saying everybody must be in everybody's DMs and go out there. I, I am the last person to do that. Okay. Ask if you don't talk about this all the time and how different we are. I am not a shoot your shot kind of girl. That is not who I, I like, I, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't shoot my shot. I, I couldn't bring myself to shoot I... my shot. 
I don't. I need. I need a. I need a certain level of certainty. No, I no. I will. mm -mm. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not risking it. Um, by shooting my shot, I would rather. (laughs) I need to know that there is a degree. Like, I need to have some sort of an inkling that, I think this person is interested in me, and, and. I actually think I think is not enough. Like I need to know that, oh, this person has no, interest sure. in order for me to be able to, you know, um, yeah. to, to open up in any, like in that regard. And <laughs> I don't even know that it's shooting my shot then if the person has expressed interest, but. No, it's just responding, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay <laughs> to respond. I'm at the level where I can respond, guys. Shooting my shot, on the other hand, friends, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not strong I, enough. <laughs> I'm team shoot your shot you are team shoot your shot you are team shoot your shot oh, and I think perhaps way. how or why you haven't shot your shot is because maybe you're not open because of the contentment because I'm like if you're yeah, team shoot your shot you would be shooting but you're not <laughs> <laughs> because I need to shoot a sh- my shot to a target that is gonna make my life better and I'm so content that I don't feel like, you know? Yeah, you're like, mm, what's going to make my life better than what it is? Exactly. It's but, a look, um, yeah. It's a lot, basically. It's a, it's a lot. lot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a not lot. a shooter shot kind of girl, which is why um, internet dating, <laughs> I, I can't bring my mind... <laughs> Can you have ease about that? Okay. And this doesn't mean that I'm judgmental towards people who do it. I'm like, yes, girl, you know, people, I will, yeah. I will recommend it. Ask you to, I will recommend <laughs> internet dating to everybody who will dare to take the chance. Me, myself, personally, <laughs> I cannot bring myself to do that thing. I can't. <laughs> I, so can't. You... I can't. I can't imagine myself swiping. Oh, no. No. I think there's just too much admin in internet dating. And, and you'd be and surprised also I have that trust people, issues. Yeah, I think a big part of it is also my trust issues. This this is now us keeping yeah. it one-on-one. I <laughs> it's important for me personally that this person's character can be vouched for by people mm-hmm. that I have access to. Yes. And people that you trust. Yes, well. people whose word I can take for it. So yeah. internet dating for me feels like a big gamble because I'm like, this person could be absolutely nothing <laughs> that he says he is. Yeah. And then I must get the shock of my life once I have <laughs> trusted this person with, with, with like deep parts of me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but do you think that a person can be called to singleness? Oh, I I don't know. I've never I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I, th- I I don't know. I've never thought about that. What do you think? I don't know either. I have thought about it, but I I haven't reached a conclusion. <laughs> I feel like I, yeah. Okay, you go. Yeah, I just I don't. Mm, I don't know. I. I think maybe if someone does not desire mm-hmm. marriage, then maybe I don't know if they called to. I think it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think my challenge is like if someone is called to it because I feel like even though we are we use this language of being called to things, I think mm. you have 
free will and i don't think i don't think um the lord would purposefully withhold marriage from you if it is something that you desire because you are quote unquote called um Mm. to singleness so i think yeah i don't i don't know no, I I think no, I think you have. <laughs> I think that that yeah, I agree that I don't think that it's something that the Lord would withhold from you if you desire it. That's why I say that maybe those that are quote unquote called to singleness are those that do not desire mm. um, marriage. And I think it's okay to not desire marriage. I think that's maybe Absolutely. something that we need to speak about as well. Um yeah. particularly in our faith. Um, is that there are some that's why also people shouldn't be trying to hook up every single person that they know Mm. you know I think that's also um, so common in our Christian circles and I I understand that it is done jokingly and I don't frown upon it but I think um, I do I know you frown upon it I think there is a degree (laughs) of I know I think there's a degree of sensitivity that can be used in those cases because not everybody who is single desires to be married so to assume Mm. that or to think that marriage is the end goal because i think the end goal is sanctification which will lead us to a glorification in christ jesus and let's never forget that like (laughs) we are saved unto salvation and eternity with the lord almighty we are not saved unto marriage and and i think sometimes the priorities of the Christian faith is, yo, let's get these people married, you know? Yes. And, yes. And, and marriage is a part of our sanctification. I understand that, you know, it is you learning to live. I, I, I spoke about this last week um, to, to a certain group of people about living in, living in unity, but in tandem with your diversity. So you are two diverse people who mm. now are mimicking the oneness of the Trinity, you know, because the, the Trinity is the, the diversity of God operating as a unity and marriage mm. is one such institution that, that imitates that. So I understand that in that regard, it is a part of your, your sanctification process. You know, you, you are, you are imitating God and learning to, you know, by virtue of marriage, live in that unity, even though you are individuals so I get that, mm. but when no one is saved unto marriage, and I think, I think it's important. And I also think like thinking about it like that, taking sort of the pressure off it um, can enable us to, to enjoy our dating life, to enjoy your singleness, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also to enjoy the process of dating. Because I don't think I yeah. have, I've, I'm, I've, I've ever felt like, oh, I'm enjoying dating, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, because there's just this pressure that has been informed perhaps by my faith. I'm like, you're about to get married. Da, 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 da. And now I'm just at the stage where I'm like, everyone needs to relax. No one needs to lead anyone <laughs> anything. Like I also, you know what I mean? Like also the notion of pursuit, you know this about me. I'm like, everyone needing to pursue somebody. It stresses me out. Yeah. Like, There's something that you prove themselves to you. I just, yeah. oh, yeah. it stresses me out. I think that something that you've said to me that stuck was um recognizing that the guy is the beloved of god just as much as you are exactly i don't remember do you remember what you said (laughs) i I remember the thought that i've had is that he is as much god's beloved child as you are so why must he then you know 
prove himself to you kind of thing. Do you know I mean like if you deserve to be pursued, yeah, why not yeah. him? How why doesn't he? You know? Like why yeah. is it that you now deserve to be pursued on what basis basically considering the fact that you are both beloved children of God. So I think as well that is something that has been overemphasized um is is no no he must pursue me, he must prove himself to me. I'm like yeah. And I think everyone wants to feel wanted. Everyone wants to feel romance. I agree, so but also it, the responsibility of, of being wanted cannot rest on the other person. Because what, ha- you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I think my yeah. biggest challenge with these notions is that it places responsibility on someone else. Someone else must make you feel wanted. Someone else must do this for you. Someone else must come <sighs> and find you so that you feel valuable. Someone else must lead you spiritually. Yeah. Someone else must, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, until when? Hi. <laughs> until yeah. when like yeah. to what end you know so I, I feel like I feel like we can potentially cultivate like healthier dating lives if we take mm-hmm. all this pressure off of are you gonna marry me are you gonna do this are you gonna do that are you gonna lead me spiritually like and we've had this <laughs> lead me spiritually conversation a lot um last year this is probably the last thing I'll say and then I'll probably well in the episode I don't know yes um, we had this conversation last year where someone we know was had just gotten into a relationship and they had started um in the in their relationship they were now praying together with their partner and i remember messaging if i'm like this person just said this and this to me Itu. <laughs> you want this I, I i was just checking okay so often what happens in my mind when i'm processing something you know uh, i am a deep processor but i always like check so i message Itu. i'm like Itu, this and this person just said this to me. Um, and I didn't, mm, I don't know. What do you think? What do you want this? <laughs> and we had a whole conversation about it. Um, I don't know if you remember specifically. I don't. Um, but I, I really don't. But I don't rem- do you remember a lot the I don't conversation. Remember. You don't remember the conversation no. at all? Okay. I, <laughs> no. I won't say anymore on this platform so that I don't give away the details of the people. But um, I remember saying to Itu, mm, what the heck? And so we ended up speaking about how I think we, we feel that, um, and you can correct me if you don't feel like this, but this is how I remember us um, reconciling the whole thing is that mm-hmm. I'm okay to have my spiritual life and for you to have yours. And I'm okay mm-hmm. for our spiritual, our spiritual lives to influence and and inform each other's spiritual lives in as much as it happens with us in a friendship do you know what i mean we we don't need to pray together in order to be um to be edified by one another you know we don't need to have a joint spiritual life we don't need to have a joint spiritual life our spiritual lives don't need to coexist in order for us to to be edified and to learn from and grow with one another I think we just have to be in each other's company and that 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 tends to happen you know so and and that's the view that we we have we expressed I guess in that conversation with relationships as well I don't need somebody to say to me okay we now that I'm your boyfriend I'm going to leave you spiritually so we're going to pray together okay and then I must say at yes. At 9 p.m. It just stop. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that when I've worked so hard to like, to keep it here. Um, so I, I, I don't need that. I don't need um, someone to be like, yeah, no, we're going to pray together. This is going to be our thing. Especially mm. not in a, in, a, in a dating relationship. When we're married, we can figure out what works for us. 
but yeah. I'm okay to like you know to to have our independent spiritual lives and 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 allow each other to sort of inspire and influence one another in that regard because the pressure you know now they must provide they must and there's also this culture on social media this is really the last thing I'll say about in Tota must do this in Tota must do that in Tota must 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 I'm like these poor guys okay when they don't show up for relationships I'm like that's influenced by patriarchy that is which I so I don't really sympathize. <laughs> I don't sympathize. I agree. I agree. I agree. You're right. So I don't. I don't think it's right. But I. I don't think you these don't poor sympathize guys, on the basis that one evil is correcting another. I get what you mean. Yeah. So. I get what you mean. I get you. Okay, guys. We have had an entire conversation. I don't even know if we've 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 spoken about the topic as we have said it you know navigating (laughs) singleness in our late 20s we've spoken about relationships we've spoken about navigating our singleness in our late 20s we've spoken about navigating dating in the faith pet peeves the works um and and even just our perspective so so that's us for this episode um we hope you have enjoyed it and please feel free to share with us your perspectives again the purpose of this of this um platform is that we would extend the conversation because Ito and I unto ourselves we we can do this all day every day via phone call <laughs> whatsapp and all these things and the reason that we started to we decided to start a podcast is so that we could extend the conversation beyond ourselves and invite you guys along so you can follow us on Instagram at TFC underscore podcast. Is there an underscore? Am I making it up? Underscore <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sometimes my brain. Um, yeah. So it is at, you can follow us on Instagram at TFC underscore podcast where you are able to engage with us, you know, ask questions, not even ask questions because we're not an authority, especially not on this subject. Um but engage with us, you know, let us know your thoughts, your feels, um, and let's, let's grow the conversation. And then we will see you again in our next episode where I will be 29.